<laughs> You've missed your calling as a Disney voiceover actor. I know. <laughs> Guys, girls, do you love the Disney Channel? (laughs) (laughs) There's still time. I'm St. Pete Sam, and that's my brother, Max Blowers, and this is Under the Influencer. A show where we sit down for a drink with the influential people of Tampa Bay. And on today's episode, I'm so excited. We are joined by a longtime friend of mine, fellow native to the area, but now all-around influencer, local artist, Ezra Sembler. Hello. Hi, guys. Thank you for coming. Yes. awesome. Full circle moment. Yes, for sure. <laughs> it's been it's been so fun following your many journeys through social media, different endeavors. So I'm excited to kind of dive into what that was like for you today. Before we get into that, I would just want to hear a little bit about what you're doing now. And um, I guess we know where you're from, but for anyone listening who's not from here, just how you grew up in Tampa Bay, where you were living, and uh, what you're doing now. Okay. Well, I was born in 1990 in, <laughs> in St. Pete, moved to like the um, Seminole Bardmore area for most of my childhood there. And then when I was right after college, I moved downtown St. Pete into Fusion. So I've kind of been <gasps> here my whole life. Fusion building. I remember yeah. when that was built. That was like that changed. That the really. Edge that district. was like the yeah, <laughs> like yes. the brand new moment of coming out of the DTSP area. Exactly bridging that that gap between the Trop and downtown St. Pete. Everyone was like, "Wow, we're a big city now." Yeah. <laughs> but that's kind of like so. I've kind of seen the city grow. My my family's involved with real estate in the area, and long story short discovered this artistic path about a year ago exactly like today and i've um i do line drawings of st pete buildings and and scenes and businesses i make coloring books stickers mugs i sell at markets all over the area um i've grown my instagram with my art page i'm about 2500 followers on that which has been really cool and and seeing people come up to me they recognize me they're like i've had people stop me at different shows and things like hey your art's amazing like thank you for capturing st pete in the way you do that it, is so neat. I, I, I love it. I mean, I personally already have, I think, two shirts of yours and a handful of prints, I think. And, <laughs> and you got me one um, for my birthday, which yes, is it hanging yeah. in her house. <laughs> um, I love it's just it's so almost ridiculously simple and yet captures the essence of every building and every item that you draw. I just it's almost as if it's like a single line. It, yeah. yeah, thank you. I don't use anything digital. I do it all by sight and perspective. A lot of people will just like, you know, transfer an image on, a, on an iPad and just trace over the lines that exist already. And I do it all just with my perspective. I think that adds a playful element to it, definitely. It does cuz you see your perspective and I think what why people love what you do so much is it is that a lot of us have a lot of pride in this area, not just St. Pete, but all of Tampa Bay. We are we are so proud of what the city's become, and I think people like to put that art on their everything from their cups to their walls because it's we love St. Pete and, and Tampa celebrating Bay. the old parts of St. Pete. Uh-huh. And I yeah. love that you really 
do that. Like the shirt that I have is your the old St. Exactly. Pete. You know, so much of what I've done has been suggested by people that see my stuff. Someone suggested for me to do an old St. Pete poster, an old St. Pete collection. Someone just suggested for me to do playing cards. So those are oh. going to be ready in a week or so. so oh my the, God, the really? King, the King, Queen, and Jack are different scenes and that's you know, so cool not a good idea. yeah I have that's a, bunch a of brilliant them idea and so, yeah. some like 60 year old man was like hey you should do like someone's i did that neighborhood collage with the 30 neighborhoods of so this girl uh-huh. that i sold to a while ago suggested that so it's kind of cool to have people bring up these ideas and just go with it and you know it awesome. it just yeah there, there it's very it feels very personal we just we just hung up your uh, good intentions portrait yes. at work by the way <laughs> I gave that to the kid to the booth I'm like y'all take this like oh that's so awesome yeah because yeah, you're at almost pretty much every indie flea when I do, when yeah. that's going on and right? they love there it's that's such a great market and they hook me up with a corner spot every time which is amazing I know so you get prime police well a lot of people stop and look at the print so if that was in the corridor that would definitely block the yeah, some of, some of those corridors yeah, <laughs> are a little tight tonight. Like the anxiety sets in. I'm like, I, I, it's time to go to the uh, cocktails tent yeah. now. <laughs> it has grown it's so much. Is the indie flea now every weekend or every just once a month? Once a month. Once a month. And from October to April. Oh, okay. And it would have okay. Yeah. So it's it's this not through the, the heat of the summer. Exactly. Yeah. It, I don't think I could. But I am doing anymore. Cory Avenue Market. I just started last weekend. This past Sunday. Oh, out on the beach. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, that's a very cute one. Is that a is that a year round? All, thing? every Sunday of the year. Oh my god! And I have a misting fan. <laughs> <laughs> I need it. Like, you need it out there because it's also done? right on the blacktop. Right. Exactly. A nice caftan. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> How, how exactly did you start this process with with creating these? And like, when did you realize like, oh, I could actually do this as a job? You know? Well, I um, I got my master's in mental health counseling and had a job up in Holiday, which is about an hour long drive from here. Hurt my back, couldn't do the drive. So I had this kind of transition oh. period between careers, I guess. So I was helping my grandmother at her assisted living facility and I was just drawing the whole time and just keeping busy because I wanted to be present but not on my phone. And, you know, so I did this line drawing of a, I just looked up a French cafe and I just drew a line drawing of it. And I took a picture, I sent it to my family or whatever. My mom was like, Ezra, this is incredible. So I made her one of the downtown St. Pete area, you know, the skyline with the yacht. I just made it for her to, uh-huh. to give to her. And I put it on my Facebook and it blew up. And I'm like, okay. Because I, I have a great connection on, on my social, you know. So seeing how the community reacted to that, I was like, okay, let's keep this going. Yeah. So I did more businesses. I went to Mexico with my family and I did stuff there. Like from, from here, people um, curated heat early on, sent me a um, commission to do oh, their yeah. store. Wow. Um, it kind of just like the seed was planted and it just exploded into this whole thing like overnight. Really? That, that's amazing. Also, curated heat, by the way. That's a store I never leave empty-handed in, what is and it's a real heat? problem. It's a men's or women's vintage. Um, yeah, they like have a, like sneakers and cool vintage oh, t-shirts. I have not been. It's right next to Valhalla. I every time I walk in there, I'm like, well, here we go. I, I'm, I'm committed to something, yeah. <laughs> even if it's on the ten dollar rack, which right. is usually where the best things are. Has anybody requested anything odd? 
that you were like, oh, why do you want that? I've done a bunch of penises, which was <gasps> really fun. Really? It was like a kind of gay art thing. Yeah. There is a, yeah, there is a it world. It was like turning me on. I'm like, these are like hot. Like Wait. I can draw these really well. <laughs> were they from live models? No, unfortunately <laughs> oh they were God. from the internet. Um, from DMs that were just no, to you. I, I have a I'm a monogamous. No. That's a whole other story. But I was single for most of my life and I've been in a exclusive relationship for three years, which has been amazing. My boyfriend Clayton. That's amazing. That is amazing. So but um, back to the request, the penises was weird. I've done, I'm not great <laughs> with faces and I've gotten some, some people will do like their first date at a cafe. So I've done mm. like the silhouette of a person uh-huh. like at a table, a lot of houses, pets. Mm. Yeah. The, the faces thing. I was here that that's like the, the oh, hardest so thing hard. to do. Or like, so hard. like I, I remember our mother always saying like, I can draw one eye perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of how it started with me in high school. I didn't take, I just drew eyes constantly in little doodles, <laughs> but I never knew I could actually like see a picture and represent it so well in a line drawing. It, it didn't click until I was 30. It, it's it, really amazing because it does, it almost seems like a doodle, but yet it captures the absolute essence of, of whatever the subject is. And the perspective of it, I think that that's what makes it so cool is some of them you can really tell like where you were standing or where you were sitting. And I think that speaks to the art of it for you because not everybody can do that. Not everybody can look at a building and not just draw a square. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I feel like oh, there's yeah. something there with the... Um, Maybe your next step is like OnlyFans, but you're just drawing penises. That is hilarious. <laughs> I, I feel like there's something I more the, there. Female anatomy. I, I draw. I can draw boobs, and but I've done butts before. We shouldn't okay. Get, I think my mom's gonna listen to this at some point. Oh. So that is kidding. <laughs> well, we ours can, definitely we is. We can segue that into my inst- my Instagram because I have my art page, and then I have my. Ezra fifty four, which has kind of been my main page for since I got Instagram 10, 12 years ago or whatever. Um, f- last week I posted a photo of me and my boyfriend shirtless on the couch, and it went kind of viral. I never had a photo go. Did viral. it? It got like one hundred and thirty oh. impression, thousand impressions, one hundred thirty thousand impressions, and like ten thousand likes. When I'm used to like you know two three hundred likes, it got like ten thousand likes. Well, nowhere. also that's interesting on Instagram because that means it must have ended up on people's Explore. Discover page yes. or the Explore page. So you hit some kind of niche with that photo of shirtless (laughs) men. (laughs) I think they're trying to compete with TikTok because it's so easy to grow on TikTok and and have your your content shared with so many people. Mm -hmm. Instagram was never like social media wasn't like that. It was for your bubble. Exactly. It is the for you page on Instagram. It's definitely a very visual representation of your current algorithm. And I, I, We'll say sometimes I open that thing and they know spot on. There's like, there's a shirtless guy. There's the serial killer ghost face and there's a cat. Like, <laughs> I was like, damn. Mine is like food and <laughs> pictures of animals, food, pictures of animals and Vanderpump Rules drama Ooh. from Bravo. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. So, well, kind of before that on TikTok, you kind of already found that niche there yes. with your previous TikTok account. That was banned and deleted. It was banned and deleted. It was banned. Wait, what? So. I'll get to the, yeah. Yeah. Let's start at the beginning. (laughs) Let's start at the the TikTok. I would see TikToks reposted on Instagram for like a year. And I'm like, I am not doing this. I'm not going to get on this app. Most millennials weren't going to. I feel like. I think COVID did it for us. We were so bored. We had to do it. Yeah. (laughs) So COVID happened and I had so much free time. 
Um, I got on there. I did some cute little videos, and then I did one shirtless with my belly, and then that was the start of it all. Oh. <laughs> I went like a sound effect there. <laughs> <laughs> we can add it in post. Uh, yes. <laughs> so I did a video. There was like a weird boink boink sound, and I like pushed my belly out, and I was ha- I had like a um like a bagel in my hand, and I pushed it in my mouth. My belly popped out. <laughs> it was like it, it was like. Any type of carb and then immediate bloating, and that was the thing that got a million views, and then it just kind of wow. went from there. I did a, um, and this sh- was just like the, the the belly niche of TikTok. It really like, reached it, it reached whoever. It, yeah, it, it, yes. it works. That's what's so odd about TikTok is that it finds that uh, that weird thing that you like, and it'll just keep showing it to you, and then you realize you like it more, and then you're seeing it all the time. Exactly. Um, I. Did a bunch of videos for a couple years. I had it for two years. My last big video got 25 million views. Oh, my God. And it was like uh, the comment chain was thousands of comments all over the world, like hundreds of languages because it wasn't when there's videos without com- like talking, any country can enjoy it. Right? Yeah. Oh, so I, I saw my that. friend do a pregnancy time lapse over the months or over the weeks, you know, as her belly got bigger. I'm like, hold up. <laughs> <laughs> Why is this ring like 50 bells in my head? So I put on like 18 different, I put on like 10 different shorts and pants and stuck my belly out little by little, right? And it was this, the background music was an instrumental, here comes the sun. So oh like, my God. Oh. Na, 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 na. My belly's getting bigger. Oh. It's like five weeks, 12 weeks, 25 weeks. And I just get bigger and bigger and bigger. And then at the end, I'm just shaking my huge pregnant belly. <laughs> and it just, it just blew up and no pun intended. Um, <laughs> but that's just, yeah. So then the content was belly centric. Yes. And uh, do you know what led to it being banned? Are you able to say, they, hey. They gave me a weird warning within a week. It was just, it was all very much, they didn't, I, there was also some, like, I did some videos with my boyfriend, like, kind of, like, softcore, we're meeting in a park, jokey, like, come back to my house, weird gay stuff. Th- there was different things that they didn't like, I think, and they just kind of deleted it, yeah. Dang. So did you keep any of those videos? Did you download I them? I have a whole six-minute compilation that I will airdrop to you. After. Ah! I, like, randomly, I'm like, I need to keep these alive yeah. somehow, so, like, I've, like, airdropped it to friends, but... That's so funny. I'm glad that you keep on it. Too. Yeah, because... Uh, and I've I've brought this up to other people. Like TikTok is very opaque in in trying to get any answers from them or any sort of communication. Period. You just kind of are along for their ride, and they just decide yes or no. And that's it's it can be very difficult to get anything back or change anything um, or just get an answer. You know? exactly. Thankfully, this wasn't my bread and butter. I know a lot of people make a lot of money doing this. But. Yeah. I was actually supposed to get a th- over a thousand dollars from that twenty-five million viewed video. Oh my god! I was about they to ask. They deleted Did you it make right anything? before it was like oh. in, the, oh, in the bank. Oh, that's frustrating. So, but I kind of understand a little bit about it. You can't talk to some people, but not everyone. You know what I mean? Like right. having a elusive kind of brand makes a little bit of sense. But part of me is like, if it gets banned, it'll be like. Because they're about, they, you know, they're facing that right now. So it's mm-hmm. like, gotcha. karma. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But I don't, I hope it doesn't. I don't, I think that'd be crazy. Yeah. We spoke to um, Trash Colin, ha- who's a, a huge seen, yeah. TikToker around here. And he has like 2 million followers. And he is very vocal on social media about how he really doesn't want it to get banned because he has made a living out of it. For right. the past couple of years, he hasn't had to work because he's worked in brand deals and, and found a way and it and for those people I do feel 
sad about the possibility of it going away. Well, and uh, like, what am I going to do? Read a, <laughs> read a book? <laughs> I, <laughs> Absolutely not. The amount of genius in that algorithm is is incredible. Like it that's is. an invention that is so it is crazy. Almost scary. I I remember when I first signed up in 2020 and after a couple of days it kind of knew what I wanted to see right away. Mm-hmm. Like and you see those videos where like TikTok knew I was gay before I was. Like, yeah. <laughs> it makes sense though. Like yeah. if you just boil it down to what you're watching and what other people are watching, you just need two ingredients. What other people are watching and what you're watching, they match that up and then Yeah, it's not that crazy. I think that that's why they think, oh, they're spying on us. No, they just have really good technology. (laughs) It's like really figured it out. (laughs) I started a new TikTok, but it's like pales in comparison. I've had a couple videos do okay, but. Well, I've seen the art one. I started with the art, but I think my art isn't. It's I love my art, but it's not as captivating if you're not in St. Pete, kind of. Exactly. So. Oh, I did a but, YouTube page too. I didn't talk about that. Oh, I, I had one video that got thirteen thousand views on YouTube. What was that? <laughs> I I drank a lot of kratom in the last ten years, and I quit eight months ago. And I did after a month. I did a month long. What I've learned with my best friend. We did like a um, ten things I've learned since quitting kratom, and that spoke to a huge audience. But the YouTube is YouTube is so much work, and that's it is more, so much work, and it's a world that like I don't think I have the time now to also really the the learn. ratio on the videos is different. You gotta make it's two like, videos. The people right. who grew up in that world, I think I'm exactly. gonna leave it to them. Like hilarious. you know, yes. I need to go back. I just I am not familiar with kratom, and I see it everywhere. What exactly? I mean, I've never tried it. And you were in New York for a while too. Right? Yeah, and it's not it's not there. No, it's, it's not something you see. It's in Brooklyn a little bit, I think. Yeah, but um. So is this the same as kava? I'm not familiar either. So, <laughs> so kava is a from a root um, that grows in like Fiji in the South Pacific and things like that. Kratom is a plant. Um, it's like a tea that has opiate. It affects your opiate receptors. It's not opium. It's not a strong opiate but it does interact with the receptors in the brain in a way that would be like relaxing and semi-euphoric. It is an amazing feeling. It's very light, but you seek this. I sought this feeling out multiple times. You know, you drink a lot of it. It's kind of expensive. Mm-hmm. And I think I was just ready to just kind of stop. But the kava bars in St. Pete specifically are amazing, communal, artistic, loving places. Way more than a normal bar would be, I think. And because open, like, all the time, right? Like, a lot of them are, yeah. I leave, I leave work at, like, midnight, and I drive by, um, there's one on Central, um, Speakeasy. Speakeasy. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Packed at midnight. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, I, it's just a world that, I, I again, I, I just do not know about. So I, I was curious. Like I... <laughs> I blame myself and my own anxieties for not really trying it because one time, this was long ago in college, somebody took me to a place, this was, and and they were like, I said, what's going to happen when I drink it? And they said, well, you might not feel your face. And I convinced myself that I was going to just melt. Uh, she thought she was in like and, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Like, and I was like, so I yeah. sort of never really... Never really got into it because that person just scared me, so I didn't. That happened, so especially enough. with kratom. Your first time drinking kratom, you probably will vomit because you just intake so much, not knowing what's going to happen. 
mm-hmm. which does scare a lot of people away too. But it's it's really not that dangerous. There's been no people. I mean, some of the opponents say that it's dangerous and kill. You know, you can die from it. But there's no record of anyone really getting hurt. <laughs> I don't think. Um, it's it's a great it's a great. A lot of people who aren't drinking alcohol will go to that or. If they're recovering from, well, I have like heard heroin. that it's good for recovery yes. if you're coming off of like a heroin addiction. Right, that makes sense. That My makes thing sense. is, if you have no reason to, there's no, there's no real reason to start, right? right? Because you can really become quickly a habit. It's a habit forming type of thing. But it's okay. a, it's if you're gonna give your money to someone, I would say do it to a kavar, not a normal bar. I mean, not not that I don't know. I don't want to get in trouble for saying anything. Oh, you can't on okay. here. No. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was going to say, to bring it full circle from, no pun intended, from the belly uh, to your current Instagram, I think that that definitely caught our eye before we were talking about having you on. I think (laughs) uh, Max was like, I'm definitely going to ask him why he's shirtless all the time. (laughs) Yeah. But that explains it because I didn't know that backstory that that one post had taken off. But that was only a week ago, and I've been shirtless for years. That's true. So I think if you're not gay, you don't realize. I mean, a lot of these influencers, a lot of gay influencers are shirtless in every photo. Mm-hmm. And I like I like doing that. And I don't have a six-pack, and I am 235 pounds as of a couple of days ago. Um, so I do like to be a body-positive, hairy, Jewish, you know, gay influencer well that is it. very appreciated honestly <laughs> because it does it makes me feel good because like i try you know i try to work out i'm i also do not have a six-pack probably never will right. and i'm very fine with that but when i see you celebrating it online like that especially in the world of so many for you pages where you see <laughs> just like just all these like muscle like my my old friend from new york bremen he was like a fitness model and he got really instagram famous for being like jacked up but it's like i will never and it almost has the other effect on me i'm like okay here we go you know and then it almost like brings me down seeing that so seeing you just like standing in your living room like just happy to happy to do it i it it makes me happy yeah (laughs) i appreciate that too because i think that even you just talking about that now it opens my eyes because all those body pressures they're so heavy and a lot of times we think of the female pressure from the kim k's and I think a lot of people do forget that it's not just a female thing and everybody is facing those pressures in all directions. So anytime we can all be body positive, that is that is the best. Especially in the gay world, I think it's even more hyper focused and there is a lot of you know, criticism within clicks and things. And mm-hmm. um, a lot of clicks are based on how you look physically. The yeah. bears, the twinks, the otters, the twinks. Like it's, it's almost all physical right. labels. But also you, you post a lot of like gym stuff too. Like you, mm-hmm. you're out working out and stuff. Like, yes. like these things can um, happen in the same world. <laughs> but I think a big part of it is like, yeah, like reaching, reaching others. And, and I've got, I've gotten a lot of comments that are like, thank you for doing what you do and all that. It's something that like now, I don't want to say there's an element of affirmation and validation. Like that definitely is a part of it too. I think with everything posting in general, you kind of, yeah. that was a problem on TikTok was 
I think for so many people is the notifications and trying to get the likes and views. And when you think you have this, this is like a, a rule for for social media in general. The less thought you put into something, the better it does. Right. Which is right. insane. Every time. Seriously. Every I, I know time. this painter that spent weeks on a painting and she did something in two hours. And it, you know what I mean? Like, it's mm-hmm. just crazy well the other day like i i went for a phase of doing these little lip sync videos in my backyard and then i did like one really elaborate like dance video to the white lotus theme that i like took two days to like prep and right and then they all did whatever like my immediate friends saw them the other day i posted a picture of me reheating a sausage egg and cheese in a steamer basket and (laughs) that thing got a couple thousand views i'm like wow i just yeah. That was something I thought was funny for, in the moment, and I took a video. And you know, so that it's it is wild because that's very true. It's just the, the the video that I have the most millions of views ever was one I took in New York of rats mm-hmm. just on the street when I was leaving work, and it just had that vi- that uh, that sound effect where it's like something about the vibe in New oh, York. Yeah. I don't know, like <laughs> yeah. that thing to this day that was in 2019 is still getting circulation and like every once in a while it, get, it pops up in another country because i can tell by the <laughs> yes, comments like yes, you said yes, before yes, yes. like <laughs> all of a sudden like oh brazil is seeing this now okay yeah. <laughs> and that's the tough thing too is if you do have one go viral because i had a couple do really well but they weren't anything to do with what i do on a regular basis so i was like okay, this one went viral, but it has nothing to do with my life. How do I capture this moment exactly. and, and make another video? Because I made one about like office humor, just a, something about that. emails and office. Yeah. And I was like, that's not really, but I tried well, to make a couple more that were like it. And then I was trying to You immediately to start chasing that the high. Yeah. Like the belly stuff, but because it's such a wide genre and I had so many ideas come to me, I just went with it. But that's exactly why, because I wanted to replicate that success. Right. Which I think is how how a niche is formed to begin with. If you see that it's speaking to a group of people, you just follow that yellow brick road. If you like know. Jasper yes. the doll. Yeah. Are you on just, that? Oh I've my. seen it. You know what? I haven't the been on noodles. TikTok in the last couple of years. Wait, do that again? Because you're really good at it. The noodles. <laughs> the noodles. There's a spitter in the kitchen. Um, yeah, it it just, somebody Crazy. decided one day to paint up an old Barbie and do a funny voice to it. And now it's a thing. Like, it's its own animal. It's, uh, I love TikTok for that reason. It's like a thing I didn't know I needed. I never needed it, but now it's a part of my life. You <laughs> know what I've kind of noticed? And tell me if you agree. I know you work a lot with celebrities and bands and things like that, but I feel like people are becoming the average Joe or the, you know, the normal guy or girl is able to reach a, a mass without having an agent in movies and TV shows or a song. And it's, it's almost like celebrities are becoming not, I don't know. I feel like it's like not as big of a thing. It's not. I don't, I, and I think it, be, it comes from some of that comes from the organic way we find our content now. Like I see it a lot with music. So if you listen to the radio and you hear, Oh, I heard that song on TikTok. Some of these artists are going viral and the record labels are now trying to catch up to them. Right. And where before, you know, if you were a new artist, you'd have your demo tape and your SoundCloud and you'd just be trying to get in front of these record labels. Well, now these people are taking off and the record labels are like, we need to, the same way we're trying to capture that moment of viralness, they're trying to capture that artist, sign them, get that song on the radio before the moment is gone. Yeah. Because sometimes we can't even keep up. Like, I I think of the... um, the A B C D E F U song, forget you. Mm. That was a pure 
TikTok viral moment, and she took that all the way to being nominated for Song of the Year at the uh-huh. Grammys. And, and in the matter of two years, maybe a couple of years, I mean, she recorded that song with her friend. So that's the weird thing now is we find the content ourselves. We're not relying on someone like a record label to find it for us. Wow. No, it's <laughs> like you're, you're that, you know, that, this is your thing. I mean, yeah, you know it's, that. it's wild. It's there, wild. I, do, do you ever see the movie Euro Trip back in 2000? Yes. <laughs> okay, so there's a random French song, the, you know, that song. Uh-huh. With the, I love that song for my whole childhood and no one fucking knew it. And then all of a sudden it's everywhere from TikTok. So oh like, my yeah. God. It came out in 2004 or five. Oh my God. And like, and I would listen to it with my boyfriend recently because I showed him Eurotrip because it's such a great movie. And then like, I just go on TikTok and I'm like, this is crazy that things are coming back. Like yeah. even the running God, up the I hill. I never Kate made Bush. that connection to that it's song. That movie, yeah. Cause I think I only saw that movie once. <laughs> but Yeah. I think like, the age of celebrity is changing in general. Like even when you watch the award shows and stuff now and you, you, you see people nominated for all these things and you're like, it, it just doesn't have the same, that movies, Allure. like those movie stars, right. I don't think exist in a way that they used to now, mm-hmm. you know? Cause we pick our own stars like Jasper the doll. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like we don't care about, you know, Nicole Kidman. Right. I, I mean, about the spitter. queen of the AMC theaters. <laughs> yes, yes, we do. Watch your mouth, Samantha. <laughs> So it made us some mocktails because I know you enjoy a mocktail. I do. And um, this is something actually that uh, you can get a version of in our restaurant at Good Intentions. Um, essentially, this is a non-alcoholic uh, Aperol spritz is what this is. We we lovingly call it a Mikey spritz. I named it after one of the owners of the restaurant, uh, who's also the co-owner of the Black Radish uh, grocery, if you're familiar. Um, I just drew them. Oh, oh, that's right. Oh, he just posted yeah. that, yeah, yeah. too. Yeah. Um, this mocktail is the best I've ever had. This is incredible. Oh, my like, gosh. It's thank you. So good. Thank you. So refreshing. It was yes. something. Well, he, uh, uh, Mikey, uh, has been sober for years. And uh, so, and we've always had a few mocktails on the menu. And he would just come up to me every once in a while and, you know, just, you know, whatever you want to make. Whatever. And uh, I had these a couple of non-alcoholic aperitifs sitting around. And I kind of just whipped up this. Aperol spritz adjacent cocktail and from that day on he always asked me for it so I was just like I'm just putting this on the menu Mikey it's yours now (laughs) (laughs) I like it because at first you think oh that's going to be sweet but it's not it's a really nice balance of bitter and just refreshing brightness yeah this is it's a combination of two different (laughs) non-alcoholic Sam's ASMR (laughs) over there Uh, it's 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 two different non-alcoholic aperitifs Uh, one is from a company called Giffard and another is called Dose, which is like a rhubarb flavored um, aperitif. Um, but there's a, there's a big market now for non-alcoholic spirits and some I am a fan of and some I am not. I think a lot of the companies trying to make straight up replacements for like gin or tequila or whiskeys, they don't always hit the mark in my opinion. There's some that are getting better. Um, but where I find some really good stuff is in these obscure aperitifs and bitters and cause that you can, those are more syrupy and flavorful to begin with and you can have a lot more fun with them. So anyway, well, it's delicious. Little, little, little spritz. We, and I put a little rhubarb, Trader Joe's rhubarb soda on top. That, that's, 
little. Is that a, do you do that at the restaurant as well? Or is that uh, at the restaurant, I just use club soda, but we have, it's like a rhubarb syrup, essentially, that oh, we use. So. Cool. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> and this is something like, even an Aperol spritz is pretty low ABV, so you could always just throw a little sparkling wine in if you wanted it to be just a, you know, a simple low. Like, you can have this in varying degrees of, right. of heat of if you want. <laughs> I think it's so cool that so many bars now have mocktail options, too. It's great. I mean, Lost and Found does, and... Mm-hmm. A lot of new spots are realizing that people sometimes don't want to it's, partake. It's it's growing, and I and I've said it before here. Like it's there's some of the high this the the spritz that we have is oftentimes the the top seller of any given wow. night at the restaurant. That's wow. It's it is a growing growing demographic. So we all want to hold something fancy in our hand too. Can That's half of it. Cheers. cheers! Oh yes! Cheers! Cheers! L'chaim, yeah. as we say in, in <laughs> to life. L'chaim. I recently went to um, space. <laughs> like uh, on the rock? Like, no. <laughs> outer space. No. Wait, what? The Blue Origin? It's Chad Mises' new oh gallery. Oh. <laughs> that was awesome. I went to that. Um, that was I really cool. Did you go to the Friday opening a couple weeks ago? We went to the Sunday because oh, okay. I was working. Um, and they did the, the Sunday it was like a poetry open mic kind of situation, but the gallery was open. So it's in um, like this old bus warehouse. like yeah. warehouse, which apparently they share with the St. Pete distilling company where they oh. age all of their spirits. And you, I mean, it, you really have to know where you're going to even find it. It's tucked like back behind like Gibbs high school. And, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. And um, I think is it. I think he's just doing it monthly. I think so. Can I shout uh, him out real quick? Because he's been amazing. He's he's one of the most you know well known artists in the area in general, and he has been very helpful to me and put me under his wing a little bit. He put me um, with the Shine Festival. There was he had a whole We Are St. Pete project along the, the uh-huh, trail on the, the trail with the barricades. Those are my first murals ever. He reached out for me to do that. He's, That's awesome. What oh, did you end up doing for the mural? Um, I did like face, cool face things. Oh, and, like, I think I remember that. Yeah, all different face kind of diagram, like uh, d- designs. Yeah. Yeah, that your is section like, is by. Um, they, they, it's right by the by my restaurant, right? Yeah, by it's Good right by. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's super cool, and it's still there. And we have a we don't have a similar style, but he does a lot of the line drawing, like black uh, doodle art kind of stuff too. So yeah, he yeah he's done so much to kind of support the 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 artist root of of saint petersburg and and his partner is the band director from my high school oh Wait, saint Pete high? That's yeah right. all of our high school all of, oh yeah why well, am i saying mine like we all yeah, went all there <laughs> wait what um, was the band director's name is that why he looked familiar dan schmidt he is also the hmm. owner of uptown, uptown eats yeah. oh i would probably and every time i walk him, in i guess i was there at the same time yeah and every time i walk into uptown eats it's still like going back to high school he's like Hi, Max. <laughs> um, but because his old gallery used to be right next door to Uptown Eats. Okay. Um, but yeah, he's done such amazing things. I'm such a huge fan. And then the gallery was so cool. It's just like. He's so nice. He's so approachable and, and kind. He's not like stuck up at all. Oh, not at all. Amazing. Or like, he's so such a good guy. Yeah, like he just sat in the crowd while they were doing the little poetry right. reading thing while we were there. It was so cool. Oh. 
Have, um, you, have you been to space? I have not been to space. Oh. I plan <laughs> 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 I mean, so just <laughs> dial up Elon. <laughs> no, I'm just I need to go. I need to go. I also haven't been to the fairgrounds, which I really want to check out. Oh, yeah, that's a lot of fun, too. Mm. That's in the same area-ish. Yes, yes. I was right next to a really nice macrame lady. Her name's Mary at the Croy Avenue Market. She's incredible. Her stuff is great. Oh. You know those tied, like, yeah. oh, they're yeah. the macrame, like the, the, the ropes and everything. And it was She was a really great lady. So. Mary? Mary. Mary, the macrame lady. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a nursery rhyme. It kind of does. I love Mary that. I, I, I've been out that way a couple times, and it's a really cute market. It is. Oh, another one is Mason's Lobster. That just Have you guys been there I yet? need to go there. It's so good. <gasps> Our mom was place. just there, and she was raving, raving Delicious. about it. This weekend. That's what I got to do. I got to go. Yeah. Well, I don't have a new place I've been, but since you guys are here, I feel like I should talk about that. I went back and I judged Gold Fever. Oh, my. Oh, my gosh. And Max was supposed to originally come with me, but they changed the date at the last second. And anyway, I did go. So we need to first. (laughs) Yeah, we need to explain what this is. Oh, Gold Fever. So (laughs) at St. Pete High, the biggest fundraiser for the thespians is a lip syncing competition. And it is truly that you're not really supposed to sing at all or do any. It's not a talent show. There's no talent. You're just coordinating dances with your service club, whether it be Rojans or Key or Leo. Yeah, like every club. In the like the drama club had their club. Some of the sports teams would do it. It was a huge event. Yeah. Well, now the band director now, or I'm sorry, theater director now. Her name's Miss B. She was telling me that it's kind of it's kind of sad now that there there. I think there was only four service clubs that competed. Wow. There's Aww. only four. Yeah, where it used to be a lot bigger of a production. Now it was still jam packed. Like it seemed like every student who went to St. Pete High was in there. Good. Ezra, did you ever participate? I never, I was in Interact, but I was so, um, it's weird because in my personal life as a teenager, I was very dramatic and like would have loved to, I don't know. It's like, it didn't match up because I was too afraid to be on stage. (laughs) So I never participated. Gotcha. But, um, I went, I went as an attendance a couple years. Yeah. See, I competed. So I was in Rojans and... Rojans. Let me just were say you, this. I, feel I was like, not in any of those. No. I was in theater and that was it. Yeah. And swim team. My first year of high school, I was very intimidated by St. Pete High and I did not know where I fit in because I was coming from the tiniest Catholic school. I felt like it took me a long time to figure out who I was exactly. <laughs> I think I'm still figuring it out. And I feel like I joined Rojans because in my eyes, that's where the cool girls were. <laughs> <laughs> That's You're where all the pretty wrong. girls were and all the devilettes. But I always felt very out of place there. Actually, Courtney Kellen helped me get into Rojans, I feel uh, like, because she was like the epitome of cool. And I was like, she was like, help me out in life. <laughs> like, come on. I basically, I, when, when they, so they would do interviews, right? When you, when you plot, when you, they rush you basically. Yeah. And I was shaking and so nervous. And I talked about, <laughs> I was up there in front of all these internet guys. And I talked about all the clubs that I was doing at school and like being in the gay straight alliance. And they're like, you're going to, you're like, you're in the gay straight alliance. It was this whole thing. And then um, I left. And then this guy ran up to me and he was like, did your dad build Baywalk? And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like 
Uh huh. He's like, okay, and then I got in. So and, like, <laughs> and at that time, Baywalk oh was God. like the where right. we all hung out. That's that was the cool place. Did your dad <laughs> like forget about all they, these? Right. Clubs. Exactly. So uh, yeah. That's oh so my funny. God. Yeah, but I think I competed with Rojans, but I have like blacked it out. I cannot remember right. what I did. I was the my, our little freshman drama group that I competed in because i wasn't in like the thespians yet i i like avoided them i was like i'm not joining a club i'm independent um <laughs> i am contract only <laughs> um that theme that year was like cowboy or western and we did this like horrible medley of things i think wild wild west was in it you and- were kid rock you wore a oh long blonde God. wig <laughs> Yeah, 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 I did. <laughs> I, did, I came and I? saw it, and I was still in middle school, yeah, and I was I like, was, this wow. is what they do in high school? This is so cool. Yeah, I was I was Kid Rock. Were you on Devil Vision? Why am I remembering? Yes. You were, yeah. Yes. The, the announcements I was the on the Remember morning. being a freshman and looking up at the TV and being like, these are so, these are literal gods on the TV, and then you become a senior, like, who would do this? <laughs> like, it like, was, no, uh, was yes, cool. something I cool. absolutely insisted that I find my way to do. And you were, you were, I remember that. <laughs> you, how old I, did you graduate in 05 i was 05, 05 yeah so you guys 08. were freshmen yeah, yeah um, so then did. that what yeah yeah mm-hmm. i i was i was in the devil vision thing i insisted on being known as much as possible <laughs> at all times <laughs> mm-hmm. um that was really fun too because it what was cool about that too is we did it all in the library but there was two teams so each day each every other day you had an off day and you could just go to like another class or leave or <laughs> whatever. <laughs> like you had, uh, it, I should say it was study time. You were supposed to be studying. You, yes, you, you were supposed you to be studying. You were in the study hall yes. on your off day. But I was like, mm, pottery sounds good today. Let's go to the pottery room. <laughs> I wish Wasn't we could find those school tapes? ended at 105 and like we, my group of friends would be like 20 of us. I'll go to Chipotle. Yeah, or Panera. Yeah. Like. It is odd to think about now, like when I'm driving around after work and it's the afternoon, all of these just like loose teenagers are out here. (laughs) They're just like out and about unsupervised, like 15 year olds, 16 year olds. Because when we were in high school, they had like just put Starbucks here. That was like the, like during high school was when Starbucks started and there was only the one by Baywalk and there was the one on 4th Street and that's where everybody hung out everybody hung out like it was like they played music like it, it used to be a big thing like there was always a guitar player or something and they had like oh, these yeah. funky oh rugs yes. you know that kind of thing and now it's so boring mm-hmm. well i love how coffee shops here are so it's such a thing too and yeah a lot of mid-sized Thank cities it's such a great community it's like anti-starbucks culture it's yes. like anywhere but starbucks we want to go to the kawa we want to go to um Black, Black Crow, Crow yeah. Bandit. Yeah, it's it's such a... There used to be... Do you remember the Cafe Bohemia? I was a little young for that, but I, oh. I do... I, not, I, so, yeah. I had a car accident in front of it, so I'll oh never forget. But, um, <laughs> I used to love... Central? Yeah, it's it's what No Vacancy is now. Oh, um, okay. Well, you heard it close. It... it 2010? After Bohemia, then it became, I think, something else, and then something Kingsley, else, and then yeah. at some point, Kingsley, what was it called? They uh, they closed in. It used to be a parking lot where their little patio is at No Vacancy. Oh, I remember we played spin the bottle in the parking lot of the Cafe Bohemia one time, and I was like so nervous about it. 
Like on the ground, on the gravel. Yeah, that's what you do as high school kids. You go sit in parking lots all the time. Right. You don't see that anymore. I heard that because of social media, teenagers are really not socializing in the same way they have they used to. There's just not enough parking lot sitting (laughs) done in this town anymore. Exactly. This was, was this a good episode? This yeah. was, <laughs> do not put that in there. This is, I'm recording. <laughs> anyway. Well, thank you so much, Ezra, for being on our podcast. Go ahead and give out all your handles so everyone can find you. So my main page on Instagram is Ezra54. My art page is EzraSembler underscore art. Um, my... Facebook is Ezra Sembler. <laughs> and I had so much fun doing this with you guys. This was incredible. So thank you for including we me. We really appreciate it. And we love what you do. And I'm still waiting for that 90s t-shirt. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to make that. I am ready. And that deck of cards. I want that deck of cards. Yes. yes. That's going to be a big Christmas gift this year. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. And we'll see you next week. <laughs>